Hey, Uncommon Leaders, welcome back. This is the Uncommon Leader Podcast, and I'm your host, John Gallagher. What an inspirational and encouraging guest on today's episode. Chris Welton is a certified mortgage planner in Lake Mary, Florida, but he is so much more than that. Chris is a leader who has learned to run toward and overcome adversity, to overcome a tough childhood, to overcome a limb difference, to overcome the loss of family, including a newborn son. Chris has learned that the challenge doesn't define who you are and that he has gained strength from the adversities that he has faced. Be sure to have your pen and notebooks ready as Chris drops all kinds of powerful words of wisdom, hope, and faith for us to learn from. Let's get started. Chris Welton, welcome to the Uncommon Leader Podcast. It's great to have you on the show. How are you doing today? First, I want to say it's my pleasure. Thank you for thank you for having me on here. I'm doing incredibly well. Everything in my life is just seems to be coming together right now, except our production numbers. But everything else is just just dialed in. Family's great. Health's great. I couldn't couldn't be in a better place right now. Chris, that's great to hear. And it's challenging to hear. And I think that's something we'll get a chance to hit on today as we all are going through some pretty uncertain times right now, to say the least. And being in the business that you're in, I'm sure the listeners will be excited to hear how you're dealing with that in today's market. But as I do with all the first-time guests on the Uncommon Leader podcast, I always ask them the same question. It's really get the chance to know you a little bit better. But tell me a story from your youth that still impacts or shapes who you are as a leader today. Gosh, there's a, there's two actually. So one is I grew up in a neighborhood where the kids were always out. We always had a great time playing and I still have a strong relationship with friends 40 plus years later. And my family wasn't the best place to be every night. So I was actually invited in to stay in homes with friends. So I learned at a young age that if I see somebody in that position, to make sure you take care of them. So when I coached youth football and softball, I did the same thing. If I saw someone wasn't having the best home life, wasn't the best situation, I would invite them to stay with us sometimes and do the rides and that type of thing. So there was a few families that really took me in there. And it was the Purcell family and and the Casillos and the Halls. And they really did a good job of making me not feel like I was different when it came to that part of my life. And then the second one, the lesson I learned was from, from unfortunately from my mom, who was a, who was an addict my whole life. And I learned what not to do. I learned what not to do at a young age. And I think that protected me to be the father and the husband and leader I am now, because she made those mistakes in front of me. And I learned those lessons from watching her. Chris, I do appreciate you sharing that in your stories from the past. And one of the things that we learn as leaders often, and some of the people that we observe, some of the people that we see, is actually how not to be. And Chris, I know that the business you're in right now, both financial planning and, and mortgage, the mortgage industry right now, today, as we speak on this podcast, things are very uncertain. Interest rates are going up, stock market is going crazy and things like that, making it challenging. But you look at some of the challenges that you face as a leader today, and as you grow, how are you facing some of those challenges and working with your team there? You know, I think it's incredibly important to be transparent right now and that not hide from what's actually happening. So we're actually a mortgage company. We do partner with financial advisors. So I don't want anybody to think I'm a financial advisor myself, but we do partner with financial advisors. What I'm seeing in the market is the lack of transparency from leadership. They're not being honest about what is happening and what the future looks like. And they're running and hiding behind their doors and not answering their phones. So mm. for me as a leader, 
the best ability I can have right now in the marketplace is availability to be there and help coach our people and grow through this, this downturn in the market. I had a gentleman ask me the other day, John, he said, I was actually talking to him about coming aboard. He said, what's your challenges right now? What are the challenges certified mortgage planners having? And I said, it may sound crazy to you, but I don't think anything's a challenge right now. I just look at a lot of opportunity in the marketplace. There's a lot of opportunity to grow and continue to take action. I'm not going to freeze. I'm not going to have my flight response kick into place. I'm going to do what I need to do to continue to grow and push forward in this market. Chris, in developing a team, that can be pretty challenging. What are some of the tips that you have for leaders today in working with team? You mentioned transparency, being transparent, having whether that's open door or not, and one of those. But what are the ways that you coach your team to keep them positive in a space like this? You know, I really rely on my my business coach. He helps me through a lot of stuff. But I'm I'm also I I don't like this word very much, but I guess it's the truth. I'm a nerd when it comes to learning. So I'm constantly listening to podcasts, to listening to YouTube stuff and constantly reading. So I have better information to bring to the people who are in need inside our company right now and others outside that we're talking to as well. So it's really important for a leader in this market to work on themselves first and grow. That way they can help everyone else around them. I feel that we're doing so well right now because we've been preparing for this for several years. Myself and BJ and Jason that run this company, we're all professionally coached. Okay, so we all invest in ourselves to be able to grow. And that's the type of leader you need right now. Someone who understands they can't do it by themselves and they need to ask for help outside of the organization. I spend my time writing down so many notes here that's spot on. I know you and I have a similar connection in Coach Bill Hart and his coaching company well, when he was with Building Champions. Now he's with Movement Mortgage, but you and I had both invested in coaches. And I think that's something that even in challenging times, when you can find the opportunity to have somebody to be a coach, to be a mentor, to, to really listen in from an accountability standpoint and help to hold you accountable can be pretty powerful. So I know you see the value in that. And I'm proud of that. You mentioned podcasts and books and things like that as well. What's the book that's had the most impact on you, say, over the last year or so that you've read? Gosh, The Power of One More by Ed Milet is, um, I, I read a lot. So for me to say that that's the book is a big deal. I I was speaking at an event in Charleston a couple of weeks ago, and they asked me, a couple of people after, after doing the Q&A asked me what books I've been reading. I said, well, just DM me and I'll send you the list for this, this year so far, because there were so many of them. But Anytime I read a book or listen to a podcast, I use the acronym CAT. What can I change? What can I apply? What can I teach? And anytime I'm reading, I really look at the apply teach portion of it because things will come to my mind and say, oh, this guy needs this help or she needs this help. This is stuff I'm reading right now that I can translate to them. So Power One More is awesome. I'm a huge Ed Milet fan. I'm part of Arte Syndicate, which is a deal that you get some mentoring once a month by Ed Milet. So it, it's, a again, investing in myself because that's that ROI is the one I can control. Well, that Power of One More was a book that I've read this year as well, and no doubt it it is a phenomenal book. I love the acronym that you talk about, Cat: Change, Apply, and Teach. Too often, we set these goals to read or listen to podcasts and things like that, and the piece that we often miss as leaders, and I am guilty of this as well because I'm looking for the silver bullet once in a while that's going to be the book or the podcast that's going to give me the answer to make it forward, but we don't apply it or we don't take one piece from that 
and apply something or teach someone else that concept that goes forward. So very simple acronym, but very powerful. Change, apply, and teach. Thanks for sharing that. And I know that you talk about personal development. I follow you on social media. We'll talk a little bit about your story and how people can stay in touch with you in the future. And maybe they can even DM you and get that list of books that you've been reading from. But you also seem to be very intent on being in shape. Have you always been that way from a fitness standpoint? Tell me a little bit about that journey and where you've been as well. No. So I, I've been in shape and out of shape and in shape and out of shape. And um, and I'll have to go back to 2020, which was a challenging year for everyone. But in 2020, not only were we dealing with COVID, but I lost several family members. And my wife and I lost our son, CJ. And I'm one of those people who doesn't drink a lot. I will have a few drinks from time to time, but I will eat my feelings. Mm. I will eat my feelings and like everything in sight. So I lost track of who I was. I gained a lot of weight. My health started to deteriorate in areas because I didn't care. I was just more worried about trying to cure the pain. So I hired a trainer about 14 months ago. We started working through some different stuff. And then in January of this year, I I did 75 hard mm-hmm. and did the 75 days of 75 hard. And that was a mental challenge more than a physical, but it made, it prepared me mentally to stay on track and keep working out. So I, I'm down about 40 pounds this year, but my body has transformed for a 50 year old man. I feel like I'm in pretty good shape. So the idea behind that too was, is I want to help more people. I need to be prepared to do that physically and mentally to do that. Right. And I have a limb difference and I'm working on trying to help other people with limb differences understand they can work out, they can train. And we shot some more videos this morning for that as well. So right now I'm, I'm in some of the best shape I've been in my life probably since high school. And that's just because I'm committed to it. Chris, your story sounds so familiar to mine. It was about three years ago. Well, I can remember it was January 14th, 2017, that I, in terms of my the figure of fitness journey, but I walked into the gym and asked for a trainer. I said, I'm, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. <clears throat> Excuse me. Lost 60 pounds nice. on my journey over three years. By the time I turned 50, I was in better shape than I was back in high school. And I've tried over the last three or four, three or four years to keep that going. And it's learning those disciplines. It's learning it's making it a not a diet, but really it's a lifestyle that needs to happen. 75 hard is a tough lifestyle for 75 days. I know a little bit about that. And then I know you also tried the Goggins Challenge. Tell me about that one and how hard that one was. Yeah. Well, I'd say I, I didn't try. I actually completed it. <laughs> oh, you completed it. Amen, brother. <laughs> Give me the credit for that. All right. You got um, it. Credit. Yeah. So, so the Goggins Challenge was four miles every four hours for 48 hours. And because I was turning 50 the next week, I did two extra miles and did 50 miles. That challenge, I'm not a runner. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a runner. Yes. I've done some long distance runs, that type of stuff. I've done a marathon, but I'm not, I wouldn't categorize myself as being someone who's a runner. So it was run and walk both. When I finished that challenge, it was like an outer body experience. Honestly, I see the video now. I'm like, I don't even remember shooting that video, right? Because I was so tired from it. I have a good friend of mine, Anthony Riccardi. Well, Ricciardi is what he would say because he's Italian, but I call him Riccardi. He he said he he talked to me about before I did the challenge. We need to work on the resume of our life, our life's resume. 
So that's why I decided to do the Goggins Challenge, because I wanted to add something else to a resume of my life. And when my great-grandchildren are sitting around talking about me, they're going to say, hey, my our great-grandfather did the Goggins Challenge, and this is what it is. And and hopefully they will get something from that that will drive them to, to do something else they want to do. Well, understand that discipline, no doubt about it, Chris. Again, I appreciate you sharing that. There's so many, so many things just in the past few minutes that you've shared. Personal challenges with with personal loss that you had in 2020. Personal challenge with regards to health and fitness that you've overcome in the last few years. Uh, leadership challenges in a market that's uncertain, and what you need to teach others, and getting a coach to help you there. You've taken you know really great steps to go and and make good things out of something that were really a challenge. And, you know, you mentioned Ed Milet and one of the guests that he's had recently on his podcast was Rory Vaden. And I had written a quote down to ask you this question because, you know, there are things even early in your life, you talked, you share the challenge that you had no control over with, with regards to having a limb difference. And you've had that since you were young as well. Those are things that you've had to overcome. Rory Vaden was on Ed Milet's podcast. And one of the things he said is your most powerfully positioned to help the person that you used to be. All these situations that you've gone through have had the opportunity for many individuals would have chosen to go the other way in terms of their their development. And you've chosen to overcome those things, overcome those adversities. Really, how have you used these stories? You know, part of that's this podcast, but how have you used these stories to to leverage, you know, ultimately, and that's that's probably not a fair word because I don't mean that in a negative way to leverage to to grow and to make more money but to really to leverage your legacy and create that going forward. How have you done that? That's a great question. And thanks for seeing that and noticing that. Cause I, I, I really appreciate that. I listen to that podcast too. And Rory's dead spot on and, and, and Brian Covey's a really good friend of mine. I don't know if you know Brian or not, but Brian just worked with Rory one-on-one re- recently. And, and we had some conversations about that, but Brian and I both agree that we have a responsibility, John, to help people who we were two, six, eight, ten years ago. Okay. So I share my stories openly, but not trying to play the victim card, which unfortunately a lot of people do these days. I'm more of a victor than a victim, right? I figured out a way to leverage in a good way the experiences I've been through to help other people. I can't stop them from going through the things I went through, but maybe I can help them recover from it faster. So that's my whole plan is to be able to talk to those people that are in the same spot I was in or similar situations and help guide them through that because I didn't have that voice. I didn't have that person to talk to. And that's why I've been really open with my story and just trying to get it out there to be able to to guide people through those changes in life. Chris, powerful. So let me ask you this, even to talk, my guess is we have a listener that's, that's listening in who's going through one of those challenges right now, whether it's health or whether it's fitness or whether it's a loss of a family member, or even something they've been dealing with since they since they were small, in a story that they have. And you know, what do you what do you tell them then? How do you how do you tell them to keep going? How do you share your story with them to keep them going? Well, I, I think it's important that the challenges that we go through, or anything that's happened to us in life, doesn't define who we are right now. Okay, look, I go back to my past and I pull strength from those stories. I, they help me get through stuff I'm going through today or, or or maybe in the in the future. So I want you to get draw strength from those stories, the things you've gone through, but stop telling yourself that story defines who you are. It's so easy to do that. Yes, I could have gone down a different path in my life. I could have been done a lot of different things, 
but I didn't let the story define me on who people thought I was. I was more concerned about who Chris Welton thought he was for himself. And if you're going through a challenge like that right now, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Don't let the challenge you're facing define who you actually are. And, and I keep going back to my guy, Ed, but he always talks about outlast the temporary. Mm-hmm. Now, the flip side, John, is if you're going through things right now that are really, really good, you need to outlast that temporary too, right? One of my favorite books of all time is Peaks and Valleys. And it is just a quick, super easy read, but it talks about where you need to be mentally through the peaks and valleys of your life. And that's how you're going to overcome it. Amen, Chris. As I listen to that, you're exactly right. Too often, we, you know, when we use the term outlast the temporary, we think about that temporary pain. But we also know that if we spend too much time dwelling when times are good, that we're going to be in trouble at the end. So we always need to be preparing really for the next opportunity that comes before us. What is it? Again, whether it's biblical or not, they talk about something to the effect of you're either going into a challenge, you're in the midst of a challenge, you're coming out of a challenge all the time in in your life. So you better be ready for those peaks and valleys. Maybe that's a little bit of that book. And I should look that book up myself. And then go ahead. I was saying it's I hear the analogy a lot of a storm, right? You're in a storm, Mm -hmm. going to a storm, you're coming out of a storm. That's so true. But what I think people need to understand is we can grow, we can draw tremendous strength from the challenges we're facing. Go towards the adversity. Don't try to hide and run from it. Because 99% of the time it's not as bad as you think it's going to be. But the relief you get once you get through that or push into the adversity. It's, it's a change for you. And think about when, when I lost my son and I went through that eight-month period where I didn't even know who I was, when I figured out, I literally was on my back deck reading an old journal and it said, call Bill Hart. Mm. I said, call Bill Hart, one of my coaches from years ago and a personal friend today. So I called him and reconnected, right? Started coaching. But what I really appreciated was for me personally was the person I became on the other side of my adversity, right? When, when that adversity happens to you and you're challenged, the person you meet when you push through and come through the other side is somebody you're really going to like. And I like that version of Chris Welton who made it through the loss of my son. Okay. And that propels me today because I have the strength from him. Like he, I know he, the good things that are happening in my life right now, I know is because CJ is looking down upon me and he's helping me through the stuff that I wouldn't have been able to get through on my own. Mm-hmm. Chris, powerful story again. I often like some of the quiet that are just in some of those things. And again, I have not gone through, nor do I want to go through some of the adversity that you have. And to have the perspective that you do in terms of talking about you know, the, the person you became on the other side of that adversity is really, really powerful. Chris, I'm, I'm glad we've had a chance to to really chat about this. I'm curious, who has been your biggest influence? You talked about a lot of people that you've read, Bill Hart as a coach, other coaches. Who's been the biggest positive influence in your life thus far? The biggest positive influence? Well, I don't think it'd be fair to be just one person. I mean, I have countless, like, I could sit here for another hour podcast and just go through all the people in my life that have touched me at one point or another. And I'll give you an example of one thing. So Jason Purcell is my best friend. We've been best friends for over 40 years, which is crazy to think about that. His father got really ill a few months ago and we thought we were going to lose him. So I'm on a run 
And I'm thinking about this and I start breaking down in tears, crying, thinking about the loss that we may face. Okay. And then I started thinking of all the reasons why I've done things in my life because of things I learned from Reed Purcell. Like, it's crazy. I get chills just thinking about that. But I have a love for automobiles. Reed loves cars and I loved his car. So I had a love for those automobiles, right? And his yard was always immaculate when I was a kid. So I always wanted my yard to be immaculate. So, and I don't realize those things until later in life. But so it would be unfair for me to say one person because I've been so blessed to have so many people in my life. But Reed would be definitely one of those people. And he's one of the owners of the company I'm at right now. And he built this company up and then his, his, the BJ and Jason took over. But I don't know where I'd be in life without all the people that, that have a small piece sure. of helping Chris Walton along the way. Chris, I think, I think it's a, it's a great answer. And while it may have been to your point, even a, a little bit unfair of a question, one of the things I talk about in terms of the greatest story ever told with regards to the coaching model that I use is at some point in the journey, somebody's going to ask a question, you know, who are the people that have made a positive impact on your life. And as I talk to people like you, Chris, you know, I often finish with the question of who's going to write your name on their list. I'm confident that Reed Purcell, as you talk about him, is probably on more than one list in terms of those people who have had a positive influence. And Chris, I'm quite sure as I listen to some of your stories and some of your examples that your name's going to end up popping up on somebody else's list of people. Maybe, as you say, unfair to say one, but if you ask somebody to say, name five people, it's going to pop up pretty quickly in terms of who's had a positive impact on their life. And you're going to leave that legacy. I can, I can hear that in the stories that you share. I can feel that as you go forward. Wow, Chris, I don't, I, I, the, the direction at some of these are pretty powerful. The folks that are listening in are going to hear a story of adversity from when you were young. Uh, a, a people are going to hear a story of adversity from when uh, just a few years ago that you faced with with fitness and, and family loss, that you've come through those uh, as a different person. I didn't know you before then, Chris. Uh, I know in listening to the podcast that you're on in just a short amount of time, we've had to be able to connect that I'm glad to have known you this this little bit. What's what's next for you? What's what's on tap, Chris? What are you dreaming about right now that's going to be coming forward? Man, I'm a big dreamer, John. I'm a big dreamer. So I was at the airport in Charleston, South Carolina, flying back from my first event I was a speaker at, which is something I had tried I'd dreamed about for a long time. And so I start journaling my goals for next year. And I thought to myself, okay, what's well, the November 11th, 2022? Why can't I start today? Why can't I start today, right? So we're going to continue running this company and heading in the right direction. But I have goals outside of that as well. I'm also a coach for, for I Love Coaching. I enjoy the coaching side of it. I'm rolling out my new podcast in December. It's going to be the One Hand at a Time podcast with Chris Welton. I have a list of guests already ready to go on that. I actually come in tomorrow to finish the studio stuff at my house. I have big dreams to touch a million lives in 2023 through social media and through podcast downloads. And I just want to make a difference. I just want to make a positive difference on people. It's not, you know, a lot of people do things because of the money. I'm not worried about the money aspect of it. If, it, if I'm blessed enough to get paid to do something I love on top of what I already do, great. But for me, if I can get on stage and John's in the crowd and I, I'm able to touch John's heart and he changes something in his life because of something I said or something I've been through before, that's a win for me. 
Hey, man. Love that, Chris. I appreciate you sharing that because I know it's not, it's not something that people do enough of as well, dreaming and thinking about you know what's next. Again, it goes all the way back to you talking about those peaks and valleys, that those peaks are short-lived and those valleys uh, are hopefully short-lived as well. And we come through both of those stronger, but we can't spend our lives looking in the rearview mirror behind us. That's why Dabo Sweeney has said before on one of the podcasts I've listened, he said that the rearview mirror is a lot smaller than windshield in front of you. And that's a, yes. that's a reason for that so that you can see further in the future. So I appreciate you sharing what you have. Chris, I appreciate you sharing really the conversation over the last 25 minutes or so in terms of what's happening. And let me ask you this. I'm going to finish, finish you off with two questions. One is, how can people stay connected with you as we go forward? And then the second question, and I'll give you the last word, is you get a billboard. You can put anything you want on it. Uh, and it's a message, whether it's down there in Florida, wherever you are, or outside the Atlanta airport, wherever you want to be. You mentioned you want to impact, you want to touch a million lives. I'm going to give you the, airport, the billboard that people can see it. What is it going to say on that billboard and why is it there? Okay. It's a great question. You know, I would start out with the billboards. In, in, the billboard would be be solid black and there'd just be white letters on it. Something's going to catch their attention. They would say, this too shall pass. And to second that, it's very important who we surround ourselves with. Okay. And I try every day to find somebody who knows more than I do and who's worked the plan that I want to work and I follow it. So this too shall pass. Make sure you surround yourselves by the right people. And I think that what most people don't realize, John, is is that I don't think there's any such thing as a self-made person. We have, there's stories, whether they're good or bad, that help us get where we want to go in life or hold us back. And I've been incredibly blessed to have those people in my life and my partner, my wife, who is my biggest fan, I would not be on this podcast sitting here talking to you because I would have never had the confidence to reach out to you if it hadn't been for someone like her. Hard to miss at an end like that, Chris. Really cool interview today. Really cool. I enjoyed it. I appreciate you investing the time in our listeners on this podcast. And I wish you the best going forward again. How do people stay in touch with you? So the best way is Instagram. I'm one hand at a time. It's all spelled out one hand at a time. Look for my podcast that's going to be rolling out. We're going to do the first recordings the first week of December. So hopefully by January 1, that'll be rolling out on all the platforms. I've got some really big guests on there. I've been able to, been able to lock down, which is really cool. So I, I'm just, I have a lot of stuff working right now in the limb difference area. I partnered with a guy out of Indianapolis. We got a lot of things going on to help help athletes with limb differences as well. So, Chris, very exciting. Well, I will put a link to your Instagram in the show notes so that everybody can stay in touch with you. And again, thank you very much for being a guest on the Uncommon Leader Podcast. I appreciate your time. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, John. Wow, that was one powerful and emotional conversation. Chris is one uncommon leader and person. His ability to go toward adversity and become a better person on the other side of that adversity is one that many of us should learn from today. Give Chris a follow on Instagram at one hand at a time. You will not be disappointed. Thanks for listening in to the Uncommon Leader Podcast. I'm sure that there is value in it for you, and I'm confident that you know someone who needs to hear this message as well. So please hit the subscribe button, leave a review, 
and share this podcast with someone else who needs to hear it. Until next time, Uncommon Leader Podcast Nation, go and grow champions. Thank you.